from the Bayshore of New Jersey to the shores of the Merrimack River in Massachusetts, this is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this episode 355 on a very special episode. Ooh, very special. We're going to learn some lessons here today, kids. But what uh, we're not going to learn is anything with the MLS schedule. No, not at all. That, that, that don't, don't have anything there. We don't have any tidbits for you. But at the end, there will be the rainbow in the start that says, the more you know. That's right. Yeah. So, hey, we're back. It's been a few month layoff, but it's been a eventful, a, a uneventfully eventful off season for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, and I guess we are going to dive right into all the drama. Some of it, we're just going to rip open the scab of some uh, old wounds and uh, get right into it. Uh, so first, let's just start right off. We're going to talk. We're going to talk incoming players first before we talk about the outgoing. And uh, let's talk about who the stellar signings of this <laughs> New York Red Bulls 2021 offseason. First up, we have Andre Reyes, defenseman, who last played only 13 games with expansion Inter-Miami in 2020. Any thoughts on Andre Reyes, Truman? I bet he's a guy who's played before. Oh, yeah. He apparently has played soccer. Yes. Cool. That, that's a guy. Yeah, that that I'm sure he's a guy that like Matt Doyle did like a two page article on because that's how amazing he is as a player and analyze and broke down each of his plays and those little gifts that Matt Doyle likes to do. Yes, 100 percent. Next up, we got Wickelman Carmona, midfielder out of Venezuela, who the only stats I could find was that he played three <laughs> games, one goal and one assist with the Venezuelan U-17 team. He turns 18 on March 24th. So he, he's he's like the Matthias Jorgensen Nile signing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Twenty twenty one. We barely knew ye. <laughs> uh, next up, Carlos Corono. Uh, I have no idea if I'm saying that right. I'm jaying this. I mean, uh, let's call him the Colonel. Let's just call him the Colonel. The Colonel. All right, Carlos Colonel. He's goalkeeper out of Salzburg on loan. Uh, we know how those Salzburg loans always work. <laughs> He uh, managed to get into seven games with Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, yeah, what do you think about him? I guess he needs somewhere to play. That, yep. I, right? I don't know. Uh, basically, Red Bull two-keeper right there. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like to me. He just needs to get some uh, playing time in and what a better place than Montclair State University or the Trading <laughs> Academy. Or wherever the hell it could be. I mean, we don't even know anymore. Who the hell knows? Next up, Yuba Diara, midfielder. Another Salzburg loan who over the past few years has played in 33 total games over in Austria. Uh, yep, another Salzburg loan that, that always works out so well. Uh, Quality depth. Quality depth right there. Clearly the Kaku replacement right there. No question. Uh, Tom Edwards, defenseman, who last played in League One over in England for Fleetwood Town. Um, I probably played against them in, like, FIFA using, like, Northampton. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, League One, I think uh, MLS has kind of surpassed them in quality at this point, so mm -hmm. I'm not sure what they're expecting out of Tom Edwards. Next up is Bento Estrella, a homegrown, so we got I can't shit on the kid too much. Uh just because, you know, we got to love our homegrown guys. But basically, all I'm reading is, or all I'm picturing is, he'll be in Leipzig in a year. Yeah, with Caden Clark. Pretty much. 
And then finally, of our stellar offseason for the New York Red Bulls, we got Brazilian forward Fabio. Uh, he is uh, a goal-scoring wonderkind, having scored only five goals in 19 appearances in the Japanese second division last year. My God, I bet the rest of MLS is quaking in their boots. Now, was it the Japanese second division, or it wasn't the Brazilian one? It was. It was in Japan. He was. He last year he played Japan. He did have some time in the Brazilian second division, which was a little bit better. But come on, we got we got a theme here. The off season sucked. So. But let's, hold on. I I, I listen. I, I want to get excited because his his quote unquote name is Fabio, mm-hmm. and I I, w- I would definitely get a jersey with Fabio on it. Hundred I mean, percent. That's everyone's dream. He actually is the surprise of the off season, and we can all get Fabio jerseys. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. What are the chances of him in the middle of a game, a bird flying into his face, and him getting a bloody nose? Oh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope there's like you know, Fabio book cover night where he just gets you know. Oh man! Wow. Like, you know, women or men. I mean, whatever. Want to take their picture with him when he has an open button-down shirt before the game? Kill for it. Kill for yeah. it. I mean, that is the one advantage to this man. There's no question about that. This is how we're locking up that big butter sponsorship. Oh yeah. So overall, incoming our incoming uh, off season. What are your thoughts? I, I don't know. There are a bunch of guys that probably won't play very much, except for I'm hoping Fabio plays. I'm very excited about Fabio. <sighs> I I don't know. It's just like another year where you see teams signing more exciting names around them, and here we are. Plugging in holes with middling talent, nothing to get excited about. Who knows? Maybe a couple of these guys will surprise us. You know, Bento. Let's hope. Let's hope he surprises. He's homegrown talent. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, there's nothing's blowing us away, right? Yeah, I, I mean, talent certainly has surprised in the past. Uh, you know, but it has been a long time since that happened. I mean, you, you're thinking Aaron Long, who came up. You know, took the long, hard road to get to MLS. Uh, Bradley White Phillips, obviously being the big one. Nobody expected much from him, and he became a superstar. But uh, I, I just I just don't see it with this group of guys. Um, crossing my fingers, one of them pans out, or at least one of them pans out to be an upgrade over what we had last year, but I'm just not seeing it. It, it was a, a tremendously disappointing offseason uh, just because, you know... Again, Matt Doyle, I mean, he's one of, he's the, you know, MLS Emeritus writer. Um, you know, he, he talked about, hey, uh, you know, Hans Gruber would not have come here to be our head coach if they were going to do this again. And right. Then they did this again. <laughs> so I don't know if, like, the plan is eventually Marsh goes to Leipzig, Gruber goes to Salzburg, and that's what it was. Like, hey, we're just cooking you until we can send you off to Salzburg. Because that's what it looks like to me. Because right now... Especially with the two loans, that you know nothing's going to come of either of those players. Yeah, um, it, it just looks we look like a farm team. <laughs> I mean, that's what we look like. We look like a farm team, and it's just, it's just a, yet another disappointing off season. And I have more points on it, but let's go into our outgoing players before we get into that. Uh, one of them I actually made a joke about: Matthias Jorgensen loaned out to some team in Denmark, presumably never coming back. <laughs> no. Uh, I do not see him returning to New Jersey. 
Uh, Tim Parker uh, went to, I believe, Houston, right? I think it was the Dynamo. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the big one. And that would be the transfer saga of Kaku, where there's so many varying reports of what went wrong here. It sounds like on one hand, Dennis Hamlet had a handshake agreement with Kaku, which, duh, don't do that in modern yeah. sports. And then there's also the side of it where apparently in the U.S. where we have team options, those just don't exist in the rest of the world. And so Kaku and his agent uh, felt them to be that to be null and void. But of course, in the same, in the grand scheme of things, you got to look about when Kaku came to this team to begin with. It's the exact same shenanigans. So not really surprised. Anyway, Kaku's in Saudi Arabia now. And Fucking I, weird, man. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like U.S. soccer is going to do much to try and get him back. Uh, I haven't looked it up. But as far as I know, the saga is not done yet. But we all know ine- inevitably what's going to happen. Kaku's going to stay in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So. And the Red Bulls aren't going to get any compensation. Nope. It's just going to be over. You know, we have to deal with a half-built statue outside Red Bull Arena. Yeah. You know, I mean, fun stride up for that last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with all the extra smelted bronze we have, but... I know. Yeah, we have to figure out a place for that. Fabio. Yeah, Fabio. He's the new... Yeah, I mean, I think we only got up to the shorts, so we can put Fabio's towards... I think so. If Fabio scores one goal in the first three games he plays, we, we resume construction. Was, yeah. I think that's the plan. One goal, the first three games played... That's we'll get back to work on this thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna look like the Washington Monument. It's like one color on the bottom, another color on the top. It'd be very weird. Yeah. So aside from Red Bull just screwing up the Kaku situation, uh, do you miss him? I mean, what what are your feelings about him? What do you feel about his his time here at Red Bull? It was weird. It was very weird. It was um, him kicking balls in the people's faces. uh, Him as an amazing playmaker, him not playing for weird reasons last year that were never explained. Um, it, it was, it just, it was like, it's an incomplete because I think he had a shit ton of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his crazy personality. Um, I, I thought there was a lot there. We just never got to see it. Now, obviously, we're just fans, so we don't know what goes on in the inner workings. But, I mean, when you saw him play, I think one of the big things was he was hamstrung by having no one really around him. A couple guys, Daniel Royer, you know, but there wasn't a ton of talent to facilitate his play. A bunch of young kids that are still growing. Mm-hmm. You can only pass the Barlow and White so many times, you know? Right. Um, so it's just... a for me, it's that's what it is. It's a big incomplete. We'll never really know what he could have been um, if this team was built properly and could have been like a, a, a better than a low seed playoff team. Yeah, he he was for me. I guess his entire tenure, he was just a frustrating player overall. I mean, because yes, like you said, he showed those flashes of talent so uh, often, and there were times where it's just. He never, he never went to Rafa levels of taking games off or by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, mm-hmm. Rafa is the penultimate god, what the fuck. Uh, 
but there were just times he was just so maddeningly inconsistent. And yes, yeah, some of that was the talent around him just not being able to do what they did uh, or do what Bradley Ray Phillips could do for that matter. Um, but it, it just it's disappointing to see him go this way. I, I, I mean, to be fair, I think I'm more on the side of blaming the team than him for bailing. Um, but it also seemed like as soon as year two, he had no real interest in staying in New York. He, he seemed to want out. Yeah, and he was trying to find ways out, as we know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I fully expect him to do the exact same shit in Saudi Arabia in a year or two and mm-hmm. try to get the hell out of there. So, um, uh, Kaku, we hardly knew you. Um, you know, <laughs> I guess that's the best way to say it. But ultimately, this whole offseason just comes down to one big thing, and it's kind of like every couple months or so, I get a survey as a red member from the team. And it's just like, and it's just frustrating. I hope somebody from Red Bull is actually hearing this right now. Um, It's frustrating because it's like, oh, what is it? Did you go to the games for? Do you go for like cheap popcorn and good concessions? Is that why you go to the game? How about our corporate partners? I'm like, no, you fucking morons. I buy season tickets to the Red Bulls to watch soccer. To watch a good fucking team play, and you have not given that to me in years. Like your supporter shields are almost flukes because, you know, because once they got to the playoffs, they did nothing. They did nothing, and it's just like, I it's like, oh, what would make you more interested in inviting friends? Would it be a dollar beer? No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would be you starring, signing starring talent. And putting it on the field and getting an exciting product in the building. Remember when you were an exciting team to watch and you actually did average 20,000 fans a game? That is what the fans want. That is what they want. Maybe there is some idiot responding to them, you know, I think, <laughs> I think a dollar hot dog would be great. Like, that is not what's getting people in the, ga- in the stadium. To be fair, if you had a Blink 182 newfound glory night, and I wasn't a senior digital older. I might get to you. I was. To be fair. This is true. That wasn't the, one of the options, though, in, in the questionnaire, unfortunately. That was not in there. To be fair. But ultimately, what causes me to watch this team is winning soccer. I mean, well, now I'm a sucker, and I'm going to watch them anyway. But ultimately, it's winning soccer. That is what's going to get me in the stadium. Honest to God, if I was not fully paid up for this year, at the roughly around the pan- when the pandemic started last year, I don't know if I would have gotten tickets this year. I might have been like, ah, screw this. I mean, you, you guys clearly show no interest in building a team. We are clearly Salzburg's, uh, far- Salzburg and Leipzig's farm team. Yep. It, the, I have no interest in really rooting for a farm team. I mean, again, I am because I don't want to bail my team, and I'm a sucker. But Red Bull, if anyone out there is listening to this, we want star players. We want talent on the roster we don't want guys who might work out we want guys who will work out that is what we want we want a good product that is what we pay money for and until that happens you are not filling that stadium simple as that yeah i mean here's here's the big problem they're not the giants and they're not the knicks where fans are going to pack the stadium no matter what the knicks now this year's a little bit different right now but the knicks have been Fucking terrible for about 20 years. They've had three winning seasons in 20 years. Oof. Three. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, aside from this year, it's the Garden. They sell it out. 
because people go to the game and it's a thing to do. The Giants, tradition of winning, oldest football team around, people getting season tickets, packing that place. It's all halfway through the season when they suck. But that's the Red Bulls can't do that. They 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 have no leverage to just like, oh well, we're just gonna pack the stands because we have a great team, blah blah blah, people are gonna show up. No. You haven't built any of that yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't built any winning, consistent winning success. Yeah, they're in the playoffs every year, which is great. Because every year, yet you get some level of hope. Either it's supporter shield, lots of hope of winning a title, or hey, maybe we'll get through the first round because we just barely qualified for the playoffs hope. Right. But as we've seen over these years, that only gets you so far. It only gets you so far, and when I read the article the other day about how we played one home game in front of fans, and that was the home opener, and had 15,000 people, mm-hmm. and that's talking 10, about, not quite 10,000 empty seats, because they did barricade Tarp stuff off. off. Tarp off. off. And they never sold those, those corners are, are shit anyway, those little weird corners. Um, but that was the home opener, and you, you had 15,000 people. Right. If that, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. 15, quote unquote, right? I mean, that's yeah. probably just counted attendance. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've, they have to do something. I mean, we just don't know if they will, mm-hmm. and we just sit here and in a beautiful stadium, right? Still, probably top three in the country, because um, I haven't been to the other ones. So, I mean, I'm going to say it's number one, but I know there's some a couple other fantastic stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly's not one of them, despite these fucking poles that they run. That place sucks. Yeah, but this looks like a dump. yeah, um, you have this amazing stadium. I will say the best field in MLS by far. No oh, one yeah. touched the field, it is far superior. Just a perfect place to put a great team into it, to invest money and to get fans to come out. Because uh, if you build a winning team, the fans will, they will, they'll come. We've seen them come out. Exactly. When you get a couple star players, they don't have to be Thierry Henry megastars. No, yeah. And God bless. I love Thierry Henry, and I'm, I'm sad to see him uh, step down from Montreal. That's a whole other story because right. uh, I do love seeing Thierry Henry in MLS. But you could get that really, really good player, two really, really good players, exciting guys, exciting mm-hmm. players. And if you put exciting football on the field, people are going to come and watch it. Exactly. And, I, and listen, I love Brian White. I love the young guys. I love a young fusion of talent. But they're only going to get you so far. And you right, just, right. what are we going to do? We're going to wait till they're good and then we ship them off too, you know? Um, but that's only going to get you so far. Unless Brian White turns into a freaking 30 goal scorer <laughs> by some <laughs> amazing, he becomes like the greatest player in American history. Yeah, he has the, uh, what's it called? What's his name over in San Jose? Uh, one of the most prolific goal scorers Chris in MLS. Andalowski. There you go. He becomes the next Chris Andalowski. Just comes right. out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it's it, he's not going to pack the house. I don't think it's hometown of Flemington can pack stadium. You know, that's bring if you can bring all of Flemington, we might have a chance to fill in that place. But they exactly. they need they need just a couple dynamic players to get people excited about coming to see this team play and excited to see them play in the playoffs. Right. See players, and I, Pat, I know you've said it four billion times, so I'll say it for you. Players that can score in the playoffs. Guys that are going to perform when it matters. Right. And that's what they haven't had. I don't know. Ever? Cheers. Ever? 
been a long ass time. Yeah. That's that's what they need. But I mean, here we sit, and the legal the season will start some point against somebody. Mm-hmm. But here we are, sitting with us another year of generic team. I know it's a little tough because we don't know how many fans are going to be allowed in the stadium this whole season. Mm-hmm. We're at ten percent right now, right? I think ten percent uh, start. 15, fifteen outdoors, so fifteen. Fifteen. So fifteen to start. We don't know what's going to end up come September, October. Um, so I'm, you know, I would love to say that the Red Bulls excuse for not spending a lot of money because they're not going to have fans in the stands for the most part. It's the fucking Red Bulls. And we just keep seeing it year in and year out. Yeah. We saw, we saw it before there was a pandemic. Right. But the, yeah. we're not getting any kind of commitment to build this team into a championship team. Mm-hmm. Just not, not seeing it. Yeah. And when there's that, that commitment, why, how do you expect fans to commit? Simple right. as that. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 So there you go. That is the disappointing Red Bull offseason in a nutshell. Yeah. But there are other things to talk about real quick before we get out of here. Uh, first, the Red Bulls released a new team jersey. Uh, looks kind of like the Glitch jersey, but a little different. I, I mean, I looked at it briefly. It, it didn't drive me crazy. Here's my problem. They fucked up in one big way, and it would have turned this jersey into a fucking huge seller. Now, it's that white with the little gray checkers, right? And the gray checkers are meant to be waving flags that they have in the right. supporters section, right? Let me ask you something, Pat. What colors are those checkered flags in the supporters section? For some reason, I feel like they're red and white. Right? Red and white. Not white and gray. No. <laughs> if they went with a checkered red and white jersey, holy balls, get me all of them. <laughs> one for every player on the team because that would be fucking I mean, boom given sold sold yeah sold jersey and that's i don't i'm sure it's not on all the red bulls it's on mls with their fucking generic shitty fucking right. jersey sponsorships that they have oh my god the dc united one just read the description on that one it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen oh it's it's uh granite uh monuments i guess or, <laughs> You know, like, just fucking shitty, shitty, shit, shit, boring jerseys. We were spoiled last year with black. That jersey fucking rules. Mm -hmm. White and red checkered would have demolished, demolished sales. Yeah. I would have, have, 100% I'd have one. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not buying any jerseys. The way I see it, until the team spends money, I'm not spending money, so I'm not buying any of their new jerseys, even though I really like the black one. Uh, but to, to your point, I mean, I think they probably MLS calls up Adidas and they're like, hey, like, you know, the guy Adidas is like, oh, MLS is on the phone. He's just like, yeah, he just wipes his ass. Here you go. Take that piece of shit. You <laughs> fucking slob. Like, I think that's what happens with the, the jer- MLS jerseys with Adidas. There's no question. It's fucking lazy, boring shit. Yeah. Same old, same old. So, well, like Truman mentioned, uh, we have no idea when the season starts. Uh, word was April, uh, but does not appear that uh, the games have been announced yet. However, there is a preseason schedule out there at the moment. Uh, right now, on March 19th, uh, Red Bull will be facing off against TBD. Uh, I'm guessing Red Bull, too. <laughs> most likely at the Red Bull training facility uh, before they skedaddle on down to uh, Florida to play... Nashville, Miami FC, 
and Inner Miami. Yes, two different clubs, in case uh, anyone uh, is curious. So look out for those matches. I'm sure we'll look terrible. Playing in Bradington. Now, I'll tell you, the only good thing to find, right? I think they're in Bradington. Uh, the only good thing to find in Bradington, it is the home of the Pittsburgh Pirates spring training. There you that's go. All, that's all I can tell you. That's all I know about that place. Uh, that's a, it's a, it's a, like a, a, a B ballpark for minor league base. I'll give it a B. It's probably not the best in Florida, but uh, it's, it's good B, I would say. They have a really cool like uh, tiki lounge in the outfield. Oh, so give, them, give them that. They got, a, they got a tiki tiki thing going on out there. Yeah, the only thing I can tell you about Bradenton is that Truman knows Pittsburgh Pirates play there. So yeah. <laughs> I was there one time. That's all I remember. And I got the hell right out. As soon as the game was over, I got the hell out of there. Well, yeah, Bradenton. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up is Truman wants his due. Yeah, listen, I, I, I kind of put it in a weird spot, but I want to bring it up now because I don't want to forget it. Pat, I'm missing something in this house. I'm missing. Because there's so, there's something I want to have with me. Mm-hmm. When our good friend co-host, J.I. Apico, gets married. And I want it to be around my waist. Oh, I know what you're talking about, friend. And I want to, I want it shipped first, you know, first class up here. I want the belt. I don't want to wait. I, I earned that belt from last year, and Jay's not doing the math and not paying attention. Too busy at the freaking bakery. I don't care. <laughs> Give me my goddamn belt. I want it. I want to wear it. It's going to be like a cummerbund when he gets. I'm pulling that thing out. Boom. I think that's. I think you absolutely should wear that at the wedding. There's no question yes. about that. I'm coming out, blinding everyone with that freaking sunbeam belt that we have. <laughs> Yeah, what's what's your entrance music, by the way? I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. Do we have that? I don't even know what's going on. I'm just showing up. Are you just showing up? You're going in entrance list like uh, Dolph Ziggler did that one time in that weird storyline. I'll go Goldberg and like headbutt myself into a wall and knock myself unconscious. Nice. That'll be least... dynamite wedding pictures. You pass out on the ground with a belt around your waist. Everybody else. Yeah, I'll look good with the belt though. I'll look <laughs> yeah. fucking fantastic. Well, like that past that guy looks like a million dollars. Look at him. Oh my god! Wow, that belt is fucking shining on him. That guy must have won a yearly contest. <laughs> All right, uh, and then the final spot for the uh, well, I guess we got a few other things we could talk about, but I don't know if we have anything for them. That the last thing would be dumping ground. All I really have is that March twenty fifth, USA men's national team has a friendly against Jamaica, and followed on March 28th by a friendly against Northern Ireland. I believe both games are over in Europe. So you should probably see a lot of the uh, top guys uh, in that game. Definitely myself, very excited to see Weston McKinney, who is actually having a hell of a season over in Juventus right now. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he he really is tearing it up. Uh, Normally, here would be betting corner. Uh, I will just say bet on the Red Bulls to not win the MLS Cup. <laughs> Given. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a tr- tr- terrible team of the week? Yeah, I'm wearing it right now. This has been a terrible team in the fucking past two months. Uh, wh- what? Listen, I've never seen a team more affected from not having fans in the stands than Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is destroying that team destroying them they lost at home to chelsea they lost to everton at home two nothing 
that I mean, it's they're fucking hard to watch, man. They're hard to watch, and there's I mean they've had a lot of injuries, a lot of weird injuries, um, but they better win Champions League because they might not even qualify next year. Oof. They might not even qualify for fucking Europa. Yeah, that's how rough of a season it's been. It's 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 tough to fucking watch, man. It's really tough to watch, and I gotta lean, lean this into a Red Bull season. <laughs> like I can't even come in on a high and just crash and burn. I'm yeah. already crashing and burn. It's more like what I can crash and burn and then dig into the ground, into the <laughs> core of the earth. Like I don't know where else to go. Mm. You know, in a season where West Ham's in the top five, it's just a mulligan for everybody. It's Mul- yeah, mulligan season. Fucking, <laughs> it's really strange. It's really, really strange. Yeah. All right, well, I guess now is about time to wrap it up. Uh, you can follow us on, you give us that money on patreon.com slash rebel rant. Jay has never actually informed us if we've ever made any money or how much, but eh, whatever. Uh, you can email us your uh, queries, rants, whatever, rebel rant at gmail.com. Call us. I don't even know if this number works anymore. 973 <laughs> I actually have a feeling it does not. I'm pretty sure it does not. Uh, Facebook, find us facebook.com slash rebel rant. Twitter, you can find at rebel rant at Dr. Stooge and at the Truman. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Last words before we get out of here. I'm gonna, we did it last year once, but I'll say it again. If you're one of our Patreon listeners and you want to come on the show, fucking message me or me or Pat. Don't message Jay. He, I don't even know if he's barely on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Um, message one of us. Mm-hmm. Email us, message us. Um, I'd love to have fun guests come on. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally down. Why not? You guys give us some money. Come on the fucking show. Let's talk some shit, man. Yeah, it, it's going to be a bad season, which means our show is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, <laughs> yes. Our shows and, are less less fun when the team's good. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be desperate for for things to do. So definitely, uh, come on. You know. Listen, you all been home doing Zoom meetings anyway. Just, just do this with us. Yeah, you, you're used to it by now. This shouldn't be any, this shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. All right. Well, for Truman J, the absentee J, and myself, this has been episode three fifty five of the Rebel Rant. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and uh, go Rebels. Yeah, we guys. Goodbye. Farewell, everybody. Peace. <laughs>